0: Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm doing a podcast today called Did Someone Say Pivot? Uh, Indeed they did. We are definitely in a pivoting market. And if you are feeling a little bit of the nerves or overthinking or, you know, finding yourself being a little pessimistic about it, noticing that the inventory has kind of really shrunk, um... You know, this podcast is for you because pivoting in the real estate community is a constant. You know, it's a little bit like every 10 years we're we're getting squirmy. We're moving around. I mean, really every year there's shifts and changes and movement and things happening. But being in, you know, title over 24 years, I've noticed every 10 years that I've been here, it there's there's definitely movement. There's definitely shift and there's definitely change. Um, so the market's changing folks, you know, and the reality is we have options. You know, we either adjust our sales or we get caught up in the storm and that's the reality. That's what a pivot is really all about. Here's my theory about it. Don't panic, pivot, right? We've got to make some ship some new choices. Pivoting is a choice. Organization is a choice. Hard work is a choice. Having a game plan is a choice. We get to choose. We get to choose how we are going to absorb this change in our master plan. Um I noticed in you know 19 when I got in 1998 I noticed, you know, probably 678 years prior to that definitely pivoting market before I was even in real estate but as a young person I remember I think my mom's house was on the market for three years and not because it was overpriced I mean we did price reduction over reduction over reduction over reduction um we just couldn't find the right buyer I mean there was definitely struggle there and then you know 2008-9 we saw another big major shift and then you know 2020, we actually saw a shift that we thought was going to go completely down and crumble into the best real estate market. Literally, over 2020 and 2021 were epic record years. And now here we are, 2022. Um, You know, it's shaking out. It's creating more normal, you know, more normalizing market uh, with a downturn. You know, rates are up and inventory is low. And this happens. This is not new. This happens. I mean, rates have gone upwards of 18% before. So when they're at five and six-ish, you know, people think the sky is falling. The truth is it could be a lot worse, right? Um, and still, businesses to be had. That's something I want you to know. You know, maybe there's not a rush of inventory, but we could definitely help and support our clients, have conversations, have a, a mentality about it um, that it's in you know, there is potential and possibility to suck out whatever we can to stay afloat. So I created an acronym called SAS because the alternative, you know, some people go about a pivot with, like I was saying in the beginning, you know, the wrong energy, the wrong flow, um, and it doesn't lead them anywhere other than getting in the downturn with all the the news and the hype and the messaging and all that stuff, we start going down with it. So I made this acronym called SAS. You know, SAS, S-A-S-S, SAS is, you know, just upping your game, having a little edge, being optimistic, focusing in, you know, showing us what you're made of. So I thought the acronym SAS would be fun. And this is how it breaks down. You might want to write this down, Kind give you a little bit of nuggets and thought process along the way. SAS broke down is stop, assess, shift, and soar. Ooh, I love that. Gives me the chills. Let's break it down. So the first thing is stop. Stop can actually run a few different ways. Here's some options. One, what do you need to stop doing that isn't working? You know, what are you doing that's extremely tedious, suck in your time, sucking your day. And at the end of the day, you look back on your time blocks and there wasn't any revenue generating activities in there. What do we need to stop doing? You know, some people have been a-, a part of so many networking groups. I mean, way too many that all they are is at event, planning events, showing up to events, following up with events. Um, it's not really moving the needle for business and orders. So there's certain things we have to stop doing when it's time to pivot. And we get to really take a moment, which is my second point, and actually like do a check-in. You know, I've done a podcast about this, doing the check-in. You want a stop is checking in. Wait, hold on. What am I doing? You know, um, I need to evaluate the shift. I need to evaluate what's going on. I need to evaluate my expectations. I got to stop. I got to look at data. I got to get my facts straight. I got to be in a place of reality. And next I've got to review my my game plan. So I got to stop what I'm doing and I got to review it and check out what I'm doing, which leads me to the next one, which is assess. You're assessing the situation. In my coaching program, I send out a 30-day forecast of all the different things in 30 days that my students need to do and get accomplished. Because that keeps them on point. It gives them a reference. They get to do a victory swipe with the yellow highlighter when they get it 100% done, done, and done. Maybe that 30-day forecast needs an assessment, needs a look at. What do we take out? What are we adding in? What do we need to you know, do more of, whatnot? Um, you need to assess your roadmap to success. It's something else I give out in my coaching program in my elite club is roadmap to success quarter one, roadmap to success quarter two. What's on there? What needs to be taken off? What needs to be added on? What do we have to spruce up? What really worked in Q1? What didn't work? We need to assess that stuff. You can't go a whole year without creating assessment. It's just not fair. Your business really, really wants it, really wants and needs you to assess it and see where we need to move the dial. And in a pivoting, changing, shifting market, Oh my gosh, we have to make sure that our game plan, that our business plan that we did at the top of the year really makes sense right now. And we got to be in the reality of it, you know, because ultimately we might need a different strategy is my point. The next one is shift. Shift is all in the mind. And that's a piece that I feel is definitely broken down when it comes to um, you know, needing to pivot in a market is the fact that our brains immediately go to, oh my God, I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose orders. I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to lose momentum. My team's going to be down. My team's pressuring me. I'm not reaching expectations. I'm not hitting my goals. The market isn't going to get better. It's going to take years. This, this negative self-talk becomes who we are. What you say, what your thoughts are, is how you show up. So as the second that starts to adjust and change, like you shift into, if it's a negative thought, tweak it right there to a positive thought. Immediately. We all have, I mean, they literally say, you know, it was it's some high number, 85% or 89% of our thoughts a day are negative. It's crazy. And then 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. Crazier. So here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. It's a little tool. When you say a negative thought, I want you to shift it with a positive thought you know, right away. So if you go, oh my God, the market is just absolutely tanking right now. How can you change that to, but business is still being had and I could help agents find business that they didn't even know was out there, right? Because of my tools, because of my technology, because of my ideas, because of my time, because of my accountability. So shifting is in the mindset. So here's a couple things and I said it on a few of my other podcasts But I mean it, when we want to get our mindsets right, to be optimistic, to be hopeful, to be happy, to be healthy, to be, you know, in a worker bee mode, we have to do things that take good care of ourselves because the second we start getting down and feeling bummed out and all these things, it starts to affect our work ethic and how we show up in the world. So you should start with a miracle morning. If you haven't listened to the book, it's Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, who's incredible. I don't follow everything verbatim, but I do a miracle morning that actually clicks and works for me. And when I don't do my miracle morning, I don't feel as good. I'm going to be honest. I don't feel as good. That's for sure. Another thing with your mindset, make sure you're watching or listening to things that lift you up, that feel good. I listen to good books. I'm listening to a great book right now. You got to write this down. It's so good. Um, It's called The Earned Life by Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, Bucket list to have him on my podcast. He is the number one coach in the world. And he talks about lose regret and live a life of fulfillment. It's pretty awesome. So check out that book when you get a chance. But listening, I listen to him on Audible. Love it. I just love it. I just listen. It just changed my perspective. I feel hopeful. I feel positive. It's just such a great feeling. The next thing is you really want to... Um, associate and be around people who have a positive mindset like you. You know that have the that same. You know they always say like the five people you're closest and hang around with. That's who you are. You know that's that plays a big role. So make sure the people you're around are really giving a positive vibe, which is really important. The next one is soar. Soar. So, soar falls in line with it's time to take action. That's really what it all comes down to. Make the call, post the video, teach the class, do the follow-up, market yourself, show up, dress up, smile, attack each day with the intent of achieving your goals. That's what soaring's about. And the truth of the matter is in any market, it is. Tr- it's a true story to say you can still soar in any market. It's a belief system. Back in the day, when in two thousand eight nine, I remember being at a sales meeting. My manager said, "We're gonna have to lay people off. We're gonna have furlough days. Things aren't going good. Business is down." He was just like going off on a group of us, and then he said, "Hey, Lisa Crown, you she's up thirty three percent." Lisa, come come to the top of the, you know, the front of the room and explain to us what you're doing different than everybody else in a downward market. And right there it really hit me. One, I created a system called the Project Book, which I give out my coaching programs, but, um, I created that system on my own and it was just a, how to be on my clients like white on rice system, how to always be exposing positivity, my tools, reminders, accountability, focus, you know, getting in the zone with them and literally giving them the hope that they need to knock those, you know, 10 more doors and make those calls to do their follow-ups to sit the open houses. I had so much, you know, like riding on the fact that I felt responsible. I did. I took it on. I, t- I felt responsible that I could help turn this market for the clients that are willing to take this risk and go on this journey with me. And it worked. I mean, literally, he called it in that meeting. It was true. My numbers were up, and they were up because of the creativity and because of the focus. And because of me taking massive action, because I chose to soar in a market that was just felt like pulling me down a black hole, 90 miles an hour. Change, shift, and evolving are constant. You know, the, the, the way that you like adapt to it is going to lead you to your results. Ultimately, how are we adapting in a changing, shifting market? Ask yourself, we have to do things different. We have to re strategize. We have to tap back into the whole game plan. Like, literally, I'm gonna, you know, beg you <laughs> go get a blank canvas, just a whiteboard, a white piece of paper, resketch it out, resketch out your game plan, or grab the systems that you've gotten coaching that have different 30 day forecasts, roadmap to successes business plans, get that stuff out and readjust it. Now, let's shift gears. No pun intended, but (laughs) let's shift gears. Let's create a a game plan for a pivoting market. I'm going to be giving you a bunch of tips right now. Write them down because I want you to have the right, you know, go-to ideas, ideas, thought process when, we, when you get off this podcast and, and do something about it, right? Don't just be something that you listen to and you go on with your day. Listen to and put it into action. Here's number one. Number one, here's what I'd say in a pivoting market. What is up with your database? It's time to reassess it. It's time to open it up. Who uses you? Who doesn't use you? Who alternates using you? Who needs to be whacked out of the database? Mind you, you can listen to Whack-A-Doodle-Dandy podcast that I did, and it's all about how to whack your clients and a whole system to do that. Your database is like a plant, right? So when you water it, when you soil it, when you give it sun, when, you, when it gets that light, you know, it's got fresh air, it, it just starts to grow. It just organically starts to grow effortlessly. But if you're not crystal clear about who's in your database and what's going on with it and you're not working it properly, you're not going to reap that benefit. At least not fast, that's for sure. And we need fast right now in a shifting market. Number two, are there top targets in your database? Data bank. Data bank. Are there top targets? Meaning people who are really doing some exponential business. Because if they're not and you've got nerves or fear or you know, can't wrap your head around it, don't feel like you're good enough, any of that stuff, I'm telling you right now and I promise you that that is a game changer overnight if you get higher caliber agents to go after and target for sure. You want to set up a nice top target campaign, you know, every other week or every week, get a drip to them. It could be a card, it could be a video, it could be a call, it could be a letter, it could be a talk to text, it could be um, a private messenger, it could be um a FaceTime I mean there are so many things you can do in a regular campaign to selecting about 10 or 15 big top targets that you get to sink your teeth into number three keep it positive my friends Keep it positive. In a shifting, evolving market, your mind, like I said earlier, is everything. And I wanted to share something with you. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, for those of you who aren't following him, you should on Instagram. He's awesome. There's a lot of stuff that I connect to. Some stuff I don't, but there's a lot that I do. He said something the other day that really gave me the chills and I just feel compelled to spread this word. He said, people think... That having a billion dollars or millions of dollars and, you know, fancy cars and a bunch of houses and watches and fancy clothes and shoes and all this stuff is true success. That it defines success. That if you have all that, you've reached and made success. You know what he said? It's not true. If you are waking up feeling really good, then you're the most successful person on the planet. And I just was like, wow, he's right. Spot on. How and what will it take for us to wake up every morning and feel good with what we've got? You know, for me, as far as mindset, when I'm struggling, I'm having a bad day, you should listen to Struggle Bus because I was not good on that podcast and I wasn't about to do a podcast feeling great talking about a Struggle Bus. No, I waited till I was having a funky day and you get me in real funk time. Um, I will say, when I'm feeling off, or my mindset isn't right. I think about people I've lost. I've lost a lot of people in my life. I mean, I'm talking aunts, cousins, grandparents, dear, dear, precious friends, best friend, my husband's partner, uh, neighbors. I mean, I have, I have lost some incredible human beings in my life. And I, clients, I've had clients that passed away. Um, I will say that I really think about them heavily, like what they would do right now to be here and and switch with me. You know what I mean? To have the problems that I'm saying are so bad, you know, and perspective sets in and all of a sudden I feel the elephant come off my back. Like I'm alive and I'm lucky to be here. Let's just, you know, in order to get the elephant really out of the room. Now it's off my back, but I need them out of the room. How do you eat an elephant? They say, it's literally your fork and knife. It's one bite at a time. And that helps a lot. Number four, be instigative and suggestive to your clients. You know, don't just walk in like, can I do anything for you? That's not going to work, especially in a pivoting market where inventory is down and whatnot. We have to be coupling that with being a curious George. We have to be asking good questions. What have you done in the past 30 days that got your phone to Are you active on social media enough where that you've generated five new, you know, listing appointments? Um, How's your farm area doing? When was the last time that you went out and knocked each door or sent a mailer? You have to get granular and you have to get precise and you have to be suggestive. Come with your ideas in tow. Get ready to launch some of your best practices that are going to knock their socks off. We have so many, you guys. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe... I swear, sometimes I wish I was a title rep today because you have so many, our company has so many great tools, nuggets, uh, secret sauce, out of the box stuff. I teach a ton of it in in my classes um, because it's outrageously awesome and making sure that our realtor and lender partners are taking full advantage. Number five, what brings your clients new business? You got to learn that tool, that system, that nugget, that idea, that app. And if you don't fully know it, get in cahoots with the customer service representative that does. If you know CoreFact is awesome and it has trackable results and it's a great, you know, marketing piece with comps. By the way, comps are everything right now. You got to get that out and remind your realtors about that. But go to CoreFact. Talk to the person that works there. Call Sierra. Call, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know dolce call anybody in there and talk to them pick their brains about leveraging all the greatness about corfact in fact they've got something called social share which is awesome it's like 29 bucks a year i could be wrong don't quote me where you get access to unlimited content for social media <laughs> winning it's all these tools homebot client giant reevaluate iv data all these systems tools and vendors that have such cool cool products and services, Breeze and all this stuff that we've got is amazing. We need to learn it enough to share it and intro it and be a dot connector to get people connected as we're learning it and getting better and stronger with it. Number six, get on -on one-on-ones, my friend. You got to get on -on one-on-ones. You got to tell people, you know, the value of working with you and your title company and the tools and services and best practices you can offer. In order to do that, you need to be prospecting like a ninja every day, power hour every day. You want to get even better than that, power two hours every day, okay? You got to set the appointment. You got to go on the appointment. You got to close them on the appointment and you got to follow up with them. Following up is the magic, the magic, okay? Number seven, be there for your lender's. Don't just ditch them because the rates are up. I see this. I saw it when I was a title rep. Competitors would just ignore them. I was always there year round 365. It did not matter what was going on with the rates. My clients got my TLC. Okay. It's extremely important that you're still loving on your lenders. They need you now more than ever. We get to be creative. There's still purchases going on. I know in the title world, we don't have... It's not as easy for us to get the purchases, but it doesn't matter. They will never forget that we were there for them, hands down, during a market that they really couldn't give us anything, okay, or not much at all. Um, So please, love on them. There's a lot that we do and we offer when it comes to loan officers. Number eight, keep your clients accountable, you know? Nothing like sharing a whole bunch of stuff and then walking away and adios, goes into no man's land. No, circle back. That's follow-up, that's showing up, that's reminding them, sending a text. Hey, did you sign up with Core fact yet? Hey, have you downloaded, you know, the Reach app? Hey, have you got connected to HomeBot? Check in. No, not yet. You should. Let me tell you why. Because it's $22.50 a month and it will hit 500 of your customers in an automatic email that's generated from the company and literally give them a home digest. You cannot pick another tool for this low of a price that's going to get this kind of result. It's a reminder. It's it getting in there and reminding them and just saying it might have your next listing appointment attached. You gotta send it out. Number nine. Write out a out your realistic, measurable goals for the month. Pin them up. I have something called the goal board that I do for my students. Love it. I use it myself. And the goals are pinned up and you're reading them every day and you time block for them and you put them in your to-do list and you get them done and you victory swipe when you get it done. They're really broken down. They're measurable. They're realistic. This will really help you in for a 30 day period, crush your vision, get closer to your goals, your big goals, your big audacious goals, because you're chipping away on this goal board. Okay. Business and personal goals should be on there. And number 10, last but definitely not least, be more visible than usual. Market yourself like you're running for the president of title in your area. Really, really put yourself out there more than you ever have. What's your branding? What's your message? Who are you as a rep? Write all that down. Who are you as a rep? That will really help you to weave in to you know your, your audience about who you are. And, 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 and what your company's about and what you stand for. Make sure it's loud, make sure you're doing live videos, make sure you're getting on your flyers, make sure that you have specific content for every piece of your messaging. Don't do the same thing, don't do vague stuff, that's not gonna click, not in a pivoting market friends, it's not, we have to be specific when we pick up the phone and make calls. Keep it organized, I promise it will help. And I just wanna close with this, a pivot, is a change in strategy without a change in vision. Don't be afraid of a changing pivoting market. It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. We go through this, right? We just came off of record years. We might dip a little, give yourself grace, give yourself permission to readjust, keep a positive attitude and whatever you do, don't turn back. We're not going that way. Look forward, keep your head up and go get those orders. All right, have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. DJ, pump us up we've got a market that needs us. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much.